My name is Cesar Delgado, uh, PVNYC, and you're listening to VS Podcast. Hey, what's up? PVA, aquí su sargento with another episode of VS Podcast. Aquí con otro episodio de VS Podcast. Tengo por, como siempre, que nunca lo puedo dejar, siempre me está siguiendo. Always follow me around like a, uh, uh, like a super like fan. More like my guardian angel, more like my guardian angel. El coronel, what's up, coronel? Hey, how you doing? I don't know about how how's everyone doing. I don't know about guardian angel. I think I think a lot of people think I'm like the devil. You're my guardian I'm angel here to protect me I, from all the evil. There you go. I'm making heart shaped signs with my hand right now. So, <laughs> so uh, welcome, Coronel. Um, hopefully you had a good week. I, you know, again, your cell phone was. Um, I mean, you had lost connection again this week. I think. Oh, hold on one second. A moment of silence, everybody, for uh, the Los Angeles Dodgers. Oh, you got. Why you gotta bring that? Why you gotta bring old shit? Old, old shit. You know, I'm sorry. I know. I don't know if it's PG rated or whatever, but why you gotta bring that stuff up, man? You yeah. know, I, I know it's. I know it's. This is football, and and we're talking via podcast, but. There are, I mean, I, I... Really quick, uh, you're probably wondering who our guest is here. I uh, want to introduce everybody to one of our soldados out in New York. Give it up, everybody, for Caesar. Caesar, how's it going? What's up, man? Thanks for having me on, you know? You know, you know when we're uh, about to get this call set up, Caesar, there was a bunch of sirens going yeah. on. Dude, the, I, I was worried. I was just like, dude, what's going on? Is this new? This, is he okay? Do we need to call somebody? But it seemed like... Uh, oh, yeah. man, that's just the sounds of New York. Everyone who's joining us <laughs> from the podcast, Caesar, is New York. Not actually, well, was it New York? It's mate, you're from the Bronx? No, no, no. Spanish, yeah. Spanish Harlem. Yeah, man. Um, I want to say both, but I want, you know, Bronx. Yeah, let's stick with Bronx. <laughs> stick with the Bronx. Cool. It sounds better. Are you a Yankee fan or a Mets fan? Uh, I'm a Yankees fan right now, but I'm, believe it or not, I'm rooting against them right now. What? what? What's, what's with the heat? What's going on? What's up, um, New York? What's happening? Yeah. Uh, uh, I don't know if I told you guys, I follow this MLS team, NYCFC, and sadly, since they have no stadium, since there's no freaking space in New York City, uh, they use the uh, Yankee Stadium. So with uh, the Yankees yeah, right. getting closer and closer into the World Series, and the farther they go in the playoffs, they kind of nudge us out of Yankee Stadium. So we they throw us somewhere else to play our playoff game while we're still playing. Oh yeah, well you guys in the play, dude. We're gonna touch on that. I want to definitely yeah. touch on so that. Yeah. So I think sure. I think not only so a, another reason why we don't want to cheer for the Yankees. I I I'm totally <laughs> aboard for this. <laughs> you know what? I'm I'm all about I'm all about the Yankees winning right now. I, I'd like to see the Yankees win. Uh, not the Nationals, Nationals huh? Just won it last. Yeah. Well, you know what? The Nationals. I'd go for the Nationals. I think I think I'm pulling for the Nationals. The fact that they the wild wild card team and. They're playing really, really good ball right now. Yeah, the, their manager kind of doing a really, too, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, man, it's doing a really, really nice job out there, and, and really, really playing. Playing to me, it's playing baseball. Like I think baseball changed. It changed it a lot. Like it's all analytical, and it, it's it's awesome how we got into a, a baseball rant all of a sudden. I think that was my bad for uh, bringing up the Dodgers. <laughs> 
But uh, really quick, too, we got to give a shout-out um, before we uh, get carried away and go into a rant. Uh, okay. A big, big birthday shout-out, man, for Serge. Um, I don't know if you guys know this. You know, Serge uh, cumplió sus 55 años. So, um, <laughs> happy birthday, Serge. Man. Happy birthday. Do you looking good? Tiene cara de niño, pero he's older than dirt. He's older than me now. What's up? I know, man. Everybody's passing you up. I'm good with that. I'm good with that. So, uh, Caesar, tell us a little bit about yourself, man. So I know that you said you're from the Bronx. Uh, what else? What else about you that yeah, would man. be cool to get you know to know about you? Uh, besides rooting for the Mexico national team, like I said, I root for MLS team that's down here. Uh, New York City FC. Uh, they play down here in Yankee Stadium, so that's probably a reason why I root against the Yankees always. Because the farther they always go in the playoffs, or the farther the schedule is, it kind of mixes in with ours since we play in their stadium. That's uh, that's something we always worry about. You're like really, really into it, right? Uh, you guys are, you're part of a group, right? Yeah, definitely, man. I go to every single game this season alone. Maybe I've missed maybe two or three games. But uh, I have season tickets and I'm part of uh, what we call down here, El Inchada. It's basically a big supporters group, mostly popular in South America. But since this is MLS and not, uh, you know, the Spanish leagues or European leagues, we try to bring some of the South American player into MLS and that's, why we bringing each other down here to NYCFC, playing drums, and hopefully soon we're going to have trumpets and, you know, just giving the team support every single game, no matter what. That's cool, nice, man. Nice. How many, um, how many a, members do you have right now, do you know? I have no idea. Last time I checked, I can't even count anymore, man. It keeps getting bigger and bigger every day. Before I keep going on, uh, the name is Los Templados. Uh, basically, we're orange, play the drums, and support the team. 100% whether lose or win, home or away, we're always there someone. Yeah. And, and, we, and you play a special instrument, don't you? Yeah, I play a drum. Uh, it's uh, called a murga. It's basically a South American drum where there's uh, basically a bass drum and we hook up um, platillo. We hook up a cymbal, a platillo, we, to the top yeah. and it gives them more of a flair with the platillo and the bombo nice. all together. It makes one good noise. Nice. I, th- I, thought, you, I thought you played the flute. <laughs> I thought I saw you. I thought I saw you in the stands with the flute. If all the instruments that you need on the field, dude, is a flute, like that's gonna make the biggest impact, bro. How did you get into, um, you know, following, you know, football or soccer? How did you get into that? I think I was bored one day. I want to say like maybe 11 years ago. Mind you, I'm not even that old either. I'm only 17. So this is probably when I was like six, maybe five, watching a soccer game with my grandfather. It might have been a Champions League game, Barcelona versus some Russian team. And from there, for the next three years, I was a Barcelona fan. And so I finally, how do you say, started watching soccer more and more and kind of decided my own team. And from there, I changed to a Madrid fan. From there, I want to say, around where I was. Yeah. Round of applause. Round of applause. You, you followed the yeah, man, years and then you came to your senses. Yeah. He, he cheered for La Blanca. That's right. I started going into more national teams. So I got more into watching Mexico. And I think my first Mexico game was that I went to was Mexico versus Costa Rica when they played quarterfinals of the Gold Cup in MetLife. We got a um, penalty call in one of the last seconds, and we won that game 1-0, and a whole bunch of people started calling bullshit. Oh, uh, I remember that one. Yeah, totally. Yeah. <laughs> and that, that's when I realized, you know, about time the refs are on our side, right? Like, it, even if it was or wasn't. <laughs> Man, when you, when you have a whole bunch of Costa Rican fans crying next to you, then that definitely <laughs> sets up a flare in you. Isn't that a good feeling, dude, when the opposite team just cries? Yeah. I was crying earlier this week. I know. Coronel, man. Again, nope. that, that internet connection just goes off, you know? Yeah, my internet went down completely. As soon as the, the 10th inning came, the grand slam came on, 
they, they hit that grand slam in my. Anyways, I'm not gonna talk about that. My <laughs> again, right now. We know Mexico doesn't normally travel to the East Coast. Have you been to other Mexico uh, matches live? I honestly, actually, no. Not national, next national Mexican teams. I haven't been to. I've only been to two Mexico national teams because I blow a lot of my money watching a whole bunch of NYCFC games and a lot of away games too. So national team when they do come, it always ends up falling into a place where I'm broke because I might have spent money trying to go to Philly, D.C., or even freaking Columbus just to see this other MLS team that I watch. It always falls in the wrong place. They always announce it out of nowhere, and then it's really close to date. You have to, like, raise money to get, you know, you got to buy your plane ticket, hotel ticket, all that stuff. It's, it, it's, it can get costly. Yeah. Well, Coronel, yeah. tell, tell him your secret, though, man. Coronel's secret is he sells, he sold his kidney. He, uh, you know... <laughs> My entire body, I sold my entire body to science, bro. Everything is gone. Like, everything is gone. I think I'm down to, like, my fingernails. Yeah, dude. Every time you see him, he's missing a body part. Before you know, he's going to go to the game with no wheelchair, with no limbs. (laughs) I'm there now, bro. I'm there now. Speaking on that topic, though, of um, Mexico always coming to the East Coast, uh, I've always thought about that, and I've always planned told myself oh i want to make a game to the west coast just to have that feeling going to another stadium like it's always good going to a new stadium feeling that atmosphere you know and they announced i think a game in march for dallas right yeah yeah i think it might be the 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 netherlands right and i think it falls right over my birthday so that might be a little birthday gift to me getting myself out there to dallas and hopefully i can get myself out there to see mexico versus the netherlands i wonder um so do you know how many members of pva there is out there in, in new york I have no idea. Like I said, I recently kind of like got into PVA because, oh, that's another topic I wanted to talk about. Um, just recently got into PVA. Uh, my boy, I, it was a friend of NYCFC that kind of got me into La Porra de Mexico PVA because I used to tell him how I only watch soccer games like this. And I always thought about, oh, is there any freaking like hinchada or porra for national team, you know, because I see, you know, how USA has American Outlaws. I wanted something like that for Mexico, and I'm here thinking, is there something like that? And then I think I literally Googled each other in Mexico or, like, supporters group of Mexico national team and up came keep PVA. And then when I started talking about it, the next game I went to with NYCFC, apparently my boy, what's his name, Jesus, Chuy, they call him? Apparently he was a part of PVA NYC, you know? And that's when I really started following Mexico with PVA NYC, and that's how I got into uh, you know, following PVA, becoming part of the Hoporra, and going to the MetLife game with PVA in their section. That was at the one this year, right, with Coronel out there. I remember him with the scarf. of. Uh, do you still have that scarf, yeah. Coronel? I want to thank Caesar. Caesar actually gave me, he gave me that yeah. scarf. He gave me the NYFC scarf. Um, see, good thing he did, dude. It was freaking cold, man. It was freaking cold. It's a good thing he, he, he did give me that scarf as a recuerdo. In New York. When I when I saw that image, I was just like, Coronel just uh, betrayed Liverpool and became a Man City fan oh. for the colors and the similar. <laughs> nah, 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 nah. <laughs> oh, oh wow, you're yeah, a Liverpool fan. I'm a Liverpool fan all the way. But it was cold. Oh, Jesus Christ, <laughs> man. I'm a Man City fan. <laughs> oh, there you go. I'm uh-huh. going to start back tomorrow morning. <laughs> I'm shipping it back. <laughs> the East Coast is a little bit tough for, for some of our followers because... As, as mostly everybody knows, Mexico usually played, you know, they play a lot of games on the West Coast. So by the time those games come on, it's 8 o'clock. And by the time, you know, yeah. in New That's York, late. it's what, 10, 10, 11 sometimes? Caesar, correct yeah, if I'm wrong. Yeah, those games are really late for some reason in New York. So they either stay up and watch it or to even try to get to a bar or somewhere to watch it. You know, those places close up, you know, pretty early. And, and you know, the typical Mexico, they play during the week. They play on a Tuesday, Wednesday. 
So, you know, Stephen's yeah. got to go to school the next day. And so, you know, he can't be, he's not going to be out at one o'clock. Well, he probably is out at one o'clock in the morning. Man, for Mexico national crew, man, parents, yes. No, but it's it's a little tougher for the, for, and I feel it for the East Coast uh, crew and, and like Florida, Ruby out there and Chico. It's tough, man. You have to stay up late to, to watch the game. And yeah, yeah, I, I, don't, I can't imagine myself doing that. That's, that's true. That's true. Uh, fandom though, right there, man. That's being a fan, you know, being able to stay up late. I mean, we, we've had those 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 situations, right, Cornel, when we're like, we have to work tomorrow, we got to do this, but you know what, Mexico's playing, you know, I don't care, we'll figure it out. Everything, do it, Diego, pedo el trabajo. They know, they're like, oh, Mexico played last night. How many Mexican fans call in, call in, call in the next day, dude? I bet you the, you know, you know that whole a day without a Mexican, that's usually when uh, Mexico plays the day before, right? <laughs> Mexicans, whether it's for a Mexico national team, you're going to stay up no matter what. It's like a party, man. You're going to stay up to like four or five. You're still going to go to work the next morning or call out sick. You know why? Because it's like that passion for watching your national team play, you know? Yeah. yeah either, pa- cool. either passion for watching the team or passion for drinking beers. It's both. All the above. A little bit of both, you know? <laughs> it's <laughs> all, all of the above. Um, let's talk about NYSC. Yeah. I mean, you're, you're, you mean that's, that's your gig right there. And I know that, for example, like when I travel, so, I mean, there's times where I do, I'll do a turnaround trip. Like I'll fly out the day of the game and then catch the next flight, 5 a.m., get to work like an hour late the very next day. I mean, it's just, it's just, I've, I've done that so many different times. Have you found yourself doing that uh, when you, when NYSC playing? I mean, NYCFC playing, uh, just like it's kind of hard to me to fly out the West Coast because, you know, a lot of, um, Especially now with college coming up for me, it's a little bit of a problem, me traveling to the West Coast as much. So whenever NYCFC plays an away game, I usually tend to go to the ones that are nearby. Like I just went to Philly this past Sunday, and I was supposed to go to Boston like three weeks ago, but I ended up having to cancel that because uh, somebody called out sick, and then, uh, you know, money's money. So I ended up going into work that day. So you, so you, you went to Philly on Sunday. And yeah. when did you, did, you come, did you come back that same day? Yeah. Uh, usually there's a couple bus. There's a couple games that we usually get buses for. So we usually get buses for nice. going to Boston and going nice. to Philly and come back the next day. Like Philly, we got back uh, 10 o'clock at night. Not too bad. Oh, that's not too bad. Because it's what, like, how many hours is from Philly? Like three? From Philly to New York, just two and three with traffic. That's what oh, shoot. Okay. That, that's what always trips me out about the East Coast, man. There's there's so many states so close by, like here in Arizona, the closest state, like you know California, going to LA is like five six hours, you know. Oh, so no. yeah, so you'd be probably hit up you probably hit up two three different states in that that time frame, right? It's crazy. Uh, so going to Philly, we only passed I think one state. We only went through Jersey. That's the funny thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So speaking of 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 you know the. Uh, your team and and other uh, you know they're first in their group on the, in the East Coast and then you got LAFC on the West, you know a, a a list of a bunch of good teams you know they're about to face off here. Yeah, yeah, dude. I mean the defending champs Atlanta right is 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 seat number two. Is that correct? So yeah, and they came down from like I want to say halfway last place out to second place. Yeah, and that's kind of impressive. But what's more impressive is that in the beginning of the year we thought we were gonna not we were exag- a lot of the fans were exaggerating say oh we're gonna fold that we're doing so terrible because we couldn't get a win for, I think, the first eight games we kept tying in the beginning of the season, NYCFC. Mm-hmm. But now, I think, I forget how long it was that I think we went on some kind of nine-win winning streak than one loss. 
and then another like 10 game on like 13 game on beaten streak mm-hmm. and now we ended up being first place and we're here where we are we get a bypass in the first round of the playoffs and you know um a lot of people are feeling good about this year because uh we have a good striking position and we have a good goalie we have a good mental state right now to be a uh, good push for the cup you know yeah, and, and again, it's it's Toronto and DC United are facing off, and the, you guys play the you know the winner of those two. Who do you, who do you feel is a better matchup? So the thing with MLS is that each team plays each team in their own conference twice, and each team from their separate for the other conference they play only once a year. Mm-hmm. And then if it's so, it's like NYCFC. So we play Toronto teams like Toronto, DC, Philly, like New Jersey too. We play them twice a year, once home, once away. And for East Coast teams like LAFC, Galaxy, Portland, stuff like that, uh, we play them only once a year, and it kind of like every other year, whether it's away and home, you know. Mm-hmm. And this year, like you said, Toronto FC is facing off DC, and we play the winner. I would much rather play DC because we played the two times we played DC this year, we beat them twice comfortably, home and away. And we played them one mm-hmm. extra time on the road for the other cup that there is in the U.S., is the U.S. Open Cup, and we beat them, I think, either 3-1 or 2-1, I don't remember. Against Toronto, on the other hand, I am a little uneasy about because the first time we played them, we kind of got scraped 4-1. That was our first loss of the season. <laughs> yeah. And the second time we played them, we played them at our house, and we were having more of our winning mojo, and that game ended up 1-1. Okay. So I think DC is the more easier, like... You, you feel uh, better about that match. Right yeah. Yeah. I tell you, I, I tell you what makes me uneasy is Caesar up there and, and the police sirens going off. You need us to call nine one one. You're gonna be all right out there. Yeah, if you're, if I could tell if you guys were out here and sirens pass like this, you wouldn't be able to sleep at all, man. These, uh, I hear these sounds, man. I have no problem at all falling asleep. Follow question to the to the playoffs that you were talking about. So is it a one and done? Like, is it a home and is it a home and in a way? Because I'm not a big MLS also, follower. You know what I mean? How does, how does yeah, that work? So in, uh, so in the past years, it's kind of funny because MLS keeps adding more and more teams. So their playoff format always changes. So the last couple right. of years, I want to say four years, last a couple, the last four years, it's been that there's home and away. But since there's like three extra teams this year and they keep adding, uh, the format has changed. Now it's one knockout game, one single elimination knockout game. So that's, uh, and that's pretty good since we clinched first place in the East. Um, each game we play is going to be only one game, and that's going to be in our house. And that's pretty good for us because this year um, we only have one loss at home, and the rest are just wins nice. and a couple nice. of ties. You know, nice. and that's another nice. thing about our team. Like we have one of the best, um, we have one of the best home records that we can. If we play someone at, at home, we have no doubt in our minds that we can win. So another another reason why we're cheering against the Yankees, so you guys get the. Uh, yeah. Yan- I was like the exact same thing, which is <laughs> yeah, why and that's want, another thing. Like, <laughs> definitely, man, because the Yankees right now, as it is, we're gonna play the sem. So since we also clinch first, we don't have to play the quarter the quarterfinals. Mm-hmm. Uh, we get a bypass and we go straight to the semis. But for the semis, since the Yankees are in the ALCS, is it the ALCS or ACLS? They're in the championship. They're in the championship right now for the American League, and yeah. with that, it kind of interferes with us because even though it might not be in the exact same day of our semifinals, Yankee Stadium needs at least three days to change it from a baseball field to a soccer field. You know, so I think the mm-hmm. game is maybe two days or even one day before our game. So doing that, they mm-hmm. can't really do anything about that. So what oh, we do okay. is what. 
we get pushed out to City Field where the Mets play. And since Mets kind of suck, and during October, the Mets <laughs> <laughs> Field is um, always closed, we usually take that over. Yeah. Right. Is there any talks about maybe a new stadium going up for, for you guys? Uh, we've been a team for about six, seven years now. Um, so I want to say about six, seven years. And they're probably going to push it out to to New Jersey. They're probably going to push it out to Jersey because there's never room in New York, you know? Uh, Jesus Christ, man. Um, but you know what the problem is, man? It's like, it's New York City. And the thing that makes it go so good is that it's New York City FC. Is that it's an actual New York team. We play in New York, yeah. And we're a team based out in New York, and that's probably why we get a little bit more fans than the Rebels because the Rebels play in New Jersey, but they're called the New York team, and that's kind of that little rivalry that we have with them. Yeah. Right, speaking right. of, speaking and of that, we, let me have a let me ask you a question because I know that in LA, right? You know, you have LAFC, LA Galaxy, and they're. You know they're the big talk of the town when they face each other. They call it, they even label it. They have their ad, you know their own little advertisement. It's Trafico. Do you guys have anything yeah. similar you know, there, or is it totally different? It's like you know what they're not even New York. They're New Jersey. There's not even no no none of that. So MLS pushes it as the New York Derby, but we call it the Hudson River Derby because you know to be at a, der- a New York Derby, both teams mm-hmm. have to play in New York, but you know one of them play in Jersey. So uh, people call it the Hudson River Derby because the Hudson River separates Jersey from New York, obviously, and that's our little derby. And things always get heated around here. When as as heated as MLS games get, that's how heated it gets for NYC versus Rebels. Yeah. It's always that big hype, and it always brings out the biggest crowd. Oh yeah, definitely. I mean, we we see it we see it over here. Well, not over here, but I know I've seen it with the with um, obviously Galaxy and, and uh, LAFC. I mean, it gets it gets oh, heated. It gets really heated. You know, I think there's um lot of time. Uh, there's something Galaxy did. Like I think right outside the Bank of California LAFC Stadium. They put a they put a freaking banner up. They put a advertisement up of Zlatan Galaxy right outside of the Bank of California. <laughs> Dang, that's, that's, uh, like, that's what's hilarious they, to me. They're going, they go right <laughs> at it. They go right at it. But yeah. again, it's just, it's the same thing with them because they, you know, the LAFC, you know, they've done a tremendous job with reaching out to the Latino, the Latino fan base, which, you know, a lot of times when with soccer owners or where soccer teams pop up, they expect, hey, we got a soccer team. Latinos are going to show up. It doesn't work that way. So I think that no, that's kind of like, been a, like been a big miss. Definitely, man. Like it's not much about Latinos, but they think that they try to push a lot of states that aren't soccer teams, that aren't soccer mm-hmm. states for a soccer team. But surprisingly, a lot of fans show up. Like let's say a team like Sporting, a team like Sporting Kansas or Minnesota United. Those teams, there's not a lot of Hispanics, but you know they still show up in numbers because they're still that's still a big soccer state around there. Yeah. Well, you know what? One thing. One thing that has to do with it. What I feel is is the demographic and and what what you have competing in that town. So like Kansas City. I mean, you obviously have the Royals and you've got the the Chiefs. The Chiefs. But I mean, yeah. Kansas City. You know, I don't really. I mean, I have never been to Kansas City. I haven't had the chance. And we're going to speak to one of uh, a preview coming up. We do have a Kansas City member, uh, PVA member that we're gonna we're gonna have in in one of our future shows. And well, you know. We'll, bring, we'll we'll ask him that question, but I don't feel that like Kansas City is a big city, so there's not like a lot of stuff to do, you know, like events. So I think that it'll if the sporting event will draw big crowds, and especially if you win, because K, yeah. uh, K, 
can Sporting Kansas City. It, it, I mean, they won was it a couple years ago? Maybe I think they won the MLS Cup like a few years ago. And they've always been around. I don't think it was the MLS Cup. I think it was the U.S. Open Cup, the other cup that America has here. Oh, yeah. Okay. Okay, then yeah, no, and definitely, and don't get me wrong, don't get me wrong, Sporting Kansas City, the supporter group is crazy, that's why they call it, they, they're literally called Blue Hell, so that's uh, uh-huh. that's always nice. something good to see in a good atmosphere when you go over there, like, we play them at home this year, but next year we play them away, so I'm planning on going to, I'm planning on going to a couple of away games next year, I know Kansas is one of them in my books, and also Inter Miami is opening up. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's another oh, thing you talked, uh, You talked about people wanting MLS shooting for clubs that they think that only Latin people will show up, and that's probably what's gonna happen with um, Inter Miami because they also have that Southern flair. You know, there's a lot of Cubans down there, a lot of Hispanics down there, mm-hmm. and Colombians. That's that's gonna be a real show up for the supporters over there. Same with those, you know, like the, like Cuban culture and and the Colombian culture. They're both baseball fans, soccer fans. You know, they're they're more baseball, but you have the Florida Mormons, and you've got the uh, Tampa Bay Devil Rays, and those stadiums are empty. I, I, I don't get it. Yeah. I, you know, I don't get it. So yeah. I, well, I don't. I mean, the, the thing, the thing is that hopefully, I don't know what's going to happen, but with all the, um, you know, the teams that we have, especially in La Concacaf, because all those teams are in the Concacaf, right? Yeah. Speaking of that, I man, you know, we have um, the Nations Cup or this Nations, the Nations League Cup. What does it call this? This uh, this tournament? It's called, uh, Nations League. League. I think Nations League Cup Concacaf. Some bullshit, yeah. Some other bullshit little trophy <laughs> that Concacaf tries to. I think it's I think it's just Concacaf's way of trying to get their name out there because listen man it's gonna they're obviously not gonna be able to compete with cups like freaking Champions League or UEFA Nations or freaking yeah. like uh, the Copa America but you know that's their way of trying to respond to that because look at the teams they have man no one's gonna show up mm-hmm. to like um, look at the last um, opponent we just had we had freaking Bermuda like, Bermuda I didn't yep. know Bermuda had a team until you know. We played Bermuda. <laughs> isn't that what? Uh, isn't that where a lot of planes get lost in that in that triangle? Is that what happens when they yeah. disappear? <laughs> when someone says I Bermuda, think so, I think of Bermuda short, bro. <laughs> I mean, what, what? How do you? What do you feel about the tournament, Caesar? This Conca Nations, whatever oh, it's called, man. tournament. Conca Nations League. A joke. Besides Mexico, USA, Canada, and Costa Rica. Guatemala, and Costa Rica, because those are the only teams that people really watch in the Conca I mean, just looking at the, I mean, I mean, again, this is, isn't it, isn't it like the gold cup again? I mean, the Cop- Copa Oro. That's exactly my point. It's like it's like the gold cup. You know, <laughs> it's, it's the exact same thing. And, and we just know because there's a no couple exact... nations, there's three different tiers. There is the smaller tiers that teams like you don't see playing ever. They chance to get a little cup. You know, like Dominican Republic, Puerto Rico, like small teams like that. There, surprisingly, they get a couple thousand people watching. I don't know how. But it's like mm-hmm. for, it's, I think Cup of Nations isn't more for like the top tier for Mexico and USA because we have our own big cups to win. We're thinking mm-hmm. more World Cup, the Gold Cup and stuff. But I think this Cup of Nation is more for smaller teams to get their kind of team out there. You know, right. yeah. remember, you know, it's Cup of Cup of Nations is three tiers. It's one tier for like teams like Mexico, USA, and then the second tier and third tier for more smaller teams. Yeah, kind of like the Open Cup in a sense. Yeah, it's kind of like yeah. the Open Cup. Getting these uh, smaller teams you know, to come up and, and see some, I, mean, I guess under seeing some underdogs, which I don't, I don't see, I don't see happening. Uh, I don't see happening either. But it's their, I think it's just their chance to get some playing time for those countries, you know, because you never see them play because no one's ever gonna buy tickets to go see all. A quick update: uh, Guana is uh, beating four to one against Antigua and Bermuda. So that's funny that we're talking about this because Julio, uh, we call him Julio from La Ciudad. 
here in Phoenix, we were discussing, we went to go watch the uh, the Bermuda-Mexico game. And, you know, everyone's feel about it was kind of like, ah, oh, you know, the tournament's kind of oh, like, went to Bermuda? a little, yeah. No, 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 we, we, we did a watch party. And, oh, uh, right. so he, yeah, so he shows up. They're wearing Bermuda shorts, though. A, yeah, we were all wearing Bermuda shorts. <laughs> <laughs> he, uh, he, he brought up an interesting point. He said that this Nation Leagues Cup should be played for, obviously, Bermuda and all these countries. And the winners or the top two or three teams or whatever would would get a bid or would get a place in the Gold Cup, which to me made sense. I go, that makes, that makes it sense. makes sense, but it won't bring but money for them. It won't bring money. No, no, of course won't not. Won't be viewers. No, of course not. Yeah. No, yeah, of course not. But you know, we'll see what happens. I like I like the concept though, man. I think it would be a great a great way for them to build their soccer and build the uh, you know build those teams up so that way. You know, we got got to get stronger, one, but it's not happening. One one thing one thing that we have to understand and we got to remember is these particular teams like Bermuda and, and all these Guyana or Ghana, wherever the heck we're playing, right? The the <laughs> their 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 soccer players have full time jobs. So yeah. They go. Yeah. They 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 work full time jobs at the grocery stores or whatever, and then they go to yeah. practice and then they go and they play, and that's who we're that's you know and, and it's not it's unfair to them. And it really, really sucks. Kind of like when the, with the Olympics, there's no you know, type of there's no type of payout the there. Funding, they don't have yeah, any yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And no, no funding. <laughs> there's nothing. So obviously, you know, like like the medical soccer players, they their full time job is playing soccer. That's what they do. That's and then these yeah. uh, these other countries, you know, hey, they go out and they work at Best Buy, and then they after they're done working, they go to practice and they go play these games, and it's, it's kind of unfair. You know, kind of like uh, a little league sucks. team in a sense. <laughs> yeah, yeah, a little. It sucks, right? It, it really sucks. And, yeah. But I, I don't know what. But is what is it about? What is it about the you know uh, the Mexico fans where, you know, they go and they blow out Bermuda, right? And or you know, and then you still have the fans though, dude. I don't know if this happened to you, Coronel, or whatever, but you still have the fans that wanted more, and they're still disappointed. Like they always try to find neg- think, negative, but it's like, dude, they—I mean—they dominated. They beat them as they should. Why do we have to continue to be down on them? I don't think even Tata, like Tata Martinez, he took it seriously, or the players, because you know this defense like it's Bermuda. And correct me if I'm wrong. I only watched a little, like half of that game. I want to say. I think they only put in like young players. So those are the kind of games like Bermuda, small teams like that, that they get the young players that they still get some action. And if the young players can still beat that team five one, and that says something that there's a good future for the Mexico national team in sense. Yeah, I don't know, I man. I totally agree. I totally agree. You know, it's it's a good warm up game uh, to to showcase you know this young these young these young guns. There's a lot of rumors out there with a lot of these players, man, and 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 that's what I think what's happening. I think what the positive is that you're seeing a lot of a lot of scouts, right, from these big big clubs. I mean, that's gonna be a it's gonna be a, a plus for for La Selección, you know, more. Uh, I I don't know how to feel about all these young players going straight to Europe, too early. Like, look what happened to Carlos Vela. Carlos Vela, he had a good spell. I think it was in Chivas. He immediately went to Europe, and now he's back in MLS because he didn't do a good spell at Real Sociedad, was it? Yeah, he didn't go, do a real good spell over there. It's like these young players out there that, not that they get to the head too much, but they immediately take a contract. I mean, who wouldn't, right? If, you, so if you're, what, 19, 20, playing for a little MLS team or a little Liga MX team, who's not going to take a contract immediately from, uh, let's say, Madrid calls you up, who's not going to take that contract, you know? But still... 
I feel like some of these players still need to take their time before their careers end up getting slowed down or not. I don't want to say ruined, but like less than what it could be if they just took their time. Yeah, and would you like? I, I see your point because you get it's pretty much you get you get one shot. I mean, we're talking big, yeah. big time. You know, if you don't make yeah. the most of it, you you know you push off to the side and next. You know what I mean? Yeah, there's if so you much have talent. To make the most, you, yeah, you have to make the most of it, and it's a, like you said, it's it's a risk you take. Yeah. You know, but I think that anybody, I would. Yeah, I, I would too. Would. I would, I would go for you know McDonald's. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? If, if they had a European team, <laughs> yeah, their dream is obviously to paint Europe to the top teams, yeah. top competition. But they Definitely. are, like you said, Caesar. Like you, like you said, they are. They, they're risking it because if they don't make it, they're they come right back. And we've seen that. We've seen a lot of examples of that. Yeah. I've seen a lot of examples of a lot of, uh, you know, Mexico national players that uh, had gone up and, and could not hack it and went back down. So it, it's, it's one of those, right? It's going to be a debate that's going to be going on. But I think more than ever, a lot of these, you know, national Mexicanos are, are given the opportunity to go to Europe. So we're going to I'm going to we're going to see a lot more um, in the next few years. All right. Well, um, you know, we're coming to to our time, man. We got a lot of, uh, you know, got to meet you, man. It was, it was a pleasure, Caesar. I can't wait to next, you know, for next time there's a. Uh, there's a game out in the East Coast that I can make out. Maybe I'll get some of that Coronel Monday one day. Uh, if, you, if you end up going to Dallas, I, Dallas is going to be a great time, dude. They're actually getting party buses already organized oh, wow. for all the different, uh, you know, Texas uh, uh, battalions, right, Coronel? So it's going to be it's going to be a blast. So so make sure you make that out, dude. I'll try to make sure I can sneak out and get some uh, time out there. But uh, it was a pleasure meeting you, man. Um, any any last final um, shout outs or anything you want to give out to any members or any final thoughts? Uh, just thanks for having me on the show and just one quick shout out to you know PBA NYC and the flowers out there NYCFC supporters and hopefully we make it all the way to the cup, you know. And um, that's pretty much it, man. Thanks for having me on. Cornell, any final thoughts? Uh, no, I just definitely want to say we. I know we were giving out birthday shout outs and uh, Natalie from. Uh, Sacramento, maybe a Sacramento. Her birthday was today and her birthday was yesterday. So, uh, quick shout out to them. And uh, happy birthday. Don't drink too much. We'll see you guys in Dallas. All right. With that, see you guys very much. Thank you guys for your time. You guys have a good rest of the night. We'll see you guys in our next podcast.